Soraya? Egypt. Beatles. Ooh. We're in sync today. Somehow, yeah. We are sometimes. Share <laughs> uh, a brain. Sometimes we plan it and sometimes it just happens. This is a happy coincidence. So are we talking about the Beatles today? No. No Paul McCartney interview? No. Uh, if that were to happen, I would be just a bunch of dust on the ground because I right. would have spontaneously combusted. But anyways. But it looks like we do have a guest. Yeah, don't mind him. <laughs> yeah, you're not paid to be here. Please. Here. Anyways. So what are, uh, we, talking what are we talking about today? <laughs> Forgive the cat. The cat is always the star. So today, uh, I, I don't know if you remember, Soraya, but we talked about this Nuggets box set that Rhino put out. Yes, um, we did. Yeah, and we did a deep dive on that and broke it down into four episodes. Yep. We're, we're going to talk about another box set that Rhino put out, um, and that is Children of Nuggets. And we're going to do this all in one episode. So um, I don't know how many songs it's like. Some oh, close to <laughs> close to a hundred, uh, close to a hundred songs, just shy. So um, yeah. So we're gonna be talking about Children of Nuggets, which all six Paisley Underground bands are included. That's now, right. Who are you? All. Who have you added on? Well, you know, I like to include Green on Red and Long Riders, but yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, we can also include Salvation Army. Um. Uh. Yeah, but there's lots of bands that we have talked about are on that. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, let's get into it then. Let's get started. Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agroviar. Let's get groovy. All right. So I know we're going to start off with you with the first disc, but if you don't mind, I have a couple general things that I wanted to talk about. Is that okay? Sure. All right. So this box set released by Rhino in 2005, um, like the other uh, the other Nuggets uh, box set that we reviewed, has four discs on it. Each have just shy of 25 songs on them. Um, this was put together by um, Gary Stewart, the late Gary Stewart of Rhino Records, and Alec Palau, who was a member of Rain Parade. I don't know, were you at the show when Rain Parade um, in 2015 where they played at the Echo? I wasn't there. Yeah, so Alec was on keyboards and then switched to bass, I think, when um, Steven would jump on guitar. But um, yeah, uh, he put together the set. Um, and I have a quote that's from the little booklet that comes with it. I, I Sariad, my book. Sariad is now a, an adverb, right? Or if as it should be um so it's got some great photos in here and uh, uh, little segments about the band and it's a pretty decent sized booklet for you know box set but he says something about this box set at the beginning that i wanted to read if you don't mind so he says it was put on put to me recently that a slot on nuggets was the garage band equivalent of an oscar a wonderful analogy to be sure but one that misses the point um it says, 
at least partly. From the start, Gary Stewart and I, as producers, both agreed children of nuggets should avoid becoming the expected pre of the 60s revival diaspora. Instead, we believed it should reflect the full range of post-punk music that wedded a style, a stylish foot in the past to a passionate rock and roll spirit. Whether either facet was is intrinsic to the act's own style or merely to that of one song at hand, song being the operative word, since when was a collection of great songs such a radical concept? And then he goes on to say, thus, Children of Nuggets is not a neo-garage set, an 80s power pop collection, a Paisley Underground psych anthology, et cetera, et cetera. Rather, it is those things and more. So I thought that was kind of cool from Alex talking about what the set is. Absolutely agree with that characterization. And then um, I just wanted to share, it's, it's filled with little segments and has little pictures on it. Here's a picture of Salvation Army with Troy, Michael, and Lewis. I thought was kind of cool. Some pictures in here I haven't seen. Rain Parade up here. Um, and then there was this picture in here, Soraya, of the three o'clock. I don't know that I've ever seen it before other than in here, but I think it's a pretty fantastic photo. That's a fantastic. Of the band. So yeah, this has all kinds of photos and um, little stories and whatnot. But anyways, Children's of Nug Children of Nuggets 2015 or uh, 2005 when it was released, yeah. four CDs and nice little booklet. And uh, we're going to go through and um, tell you a little bit what's on it and play a couple songs, right? Yeah. Starting with you. Okay. So let me preface this that uh, so Jeff and I decided for this episode, we're going to uh, reference or talk about the entire four disc collection, but we were tasked with only picking one song from each. Wow. Okay. Why do we do this to ourselves? Uh, you know, because we love a challenge. <laughs> so I'm going to let everyone know. As Jeff mentioned, a lot of Paisley, I mean, Dream Syndicate's on there. Everybody's on there. So I purposely did not pick songs that I would normally gravitate to by Paisley Underground Bands. Um, you know, Jeff and I have listened to it before, so, you know, we're familiar, but of course you always go back to the things that you love or the songs that jump out at you. And so I decided to only pick songs that we haven't, from bands that we haven't talked about. Cause you know, the other way is kind of easy. Anyways, and we've talked about it enough. So for my first pick, disc one, I have picked a track by an Australian band. They're called The Stems. And the song I picked is called She's Fine. So let's listen to it and we'll talk about it after. She's fine, she's so 
jangly goodness see and you figured out the why i picked it i love the beat of the song very jangly guitars and the, it's a really catchy song it's a you know on a first second or umpteenth listen it's a catchy <laughs> song and you can definitely you know if we think about alec palau's words you know you hear that late 60s inspiration in the song without a doubt and I love the beginning lyrics of this song. She's good and she got soul. She's in trouble and she don't know. Profile on her head because she's not blue and she'll never be red. <laughs> she's so oh. she's fun. <laughs> so great song, The Stems. And this is a band that, you know, if you've heard, if you're fans, please let us know. But uh, they've got this very coveted spot on disc one. So speaks to their value within this grouping of the children of nuggets so nice that's nice. me yeah what about you jeff i did want to mention that on disc one it has um tracks by the bangles yep. um salvation army the pandoras um i think is there a dream syndicate track no that's on disc two. two but yeah so there's definitely stuff that we've talked about here yep and then we go into disc two, so we decided that that would be mine, um, and the, which does include the Dream Syndicate song, and it's got this cool picture, I thought, of the early version of the band. Right. Definitely some cool pictures. Um, Long Riders are on this disc, um, the Green Telescope, Teenage Fan Club, so, so much good stuff on, on all of these discs, but I decided to play a track by a band called The Soft Boys, um, which a lot of people know. So they were an English band that featured uh, the front people of um, Robin Hitchcock and Kimberly Rue. Um, I saw a, a segment written somewhere that said that with their disc, their second album, Underwater Moonlight, which my track is from, um, that they became part of the neo-psychedelia scene. 
Um, I don't know if this track represents that kind of feel, but uh, yeah, the band started in 76 in Cambridge, England, and only lasted like five years. In 81, they broke up. They had a couple reunions. In fact, one of the, the reunions um, in the early 2000s, they released their third and final album, Next Doorland. Um, Kimberly Rue went on to form Katrina and the Waves, which we know from Walking on Sunshine, right? The big hit, Walking on Sunshine. Um, and then Robin Hitchcock formed the Egyptians with two of the early members of the Soft Boys. Um, one of those guys, um, um, Matthew Seligman, he died from COVID um, in 2020, unfortunately, but the Soft Boys. So the song uh, I'm playing is I Want to Destroy You. Um, and I was reading different things on YouTube. I learned from you to, to do a little research and, and follow up with some comments. And a lot of people were making comments about how great the song was. Of course, you see that a lot with YouTube, but what an anthem it was. And I was trying to think of the words and it talks kind of about uh, people influencing um, how, how we think and um, and then also it sounds like there's some military aspect to the song and um, what we do to young men to get them to be um, soldiers for our cause, what, what have you. But I started thinking that to me, I want to destroy you sounds more like an anthem for social media. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> what I love about the song in all, in all honesty is the, um, and it's something similar between the two songs that I picked. It's the vocals on the chorus, on the harmony. Um, Robin Hitchcock sings the lead and Kimberly Rue is singing a harmony along with Robin Hitchcock. And I just absolutely love this chorus, but the song is I Want to Destroy You, the band is The Soft Boys. Let's give it a listen.
cannot go wrong with that song. Yeah, it's definitely a, a fun one. Post-punk, punk, I don't know what you want to call it, but it, that one has a fun vibe. That chorus is just, just grabs me. The words always crack me up, though. <laughs> All right, so shall we move on to disc three? Why not? Yeah, so um, some of the graphics have a lot of the covers from the early uh, or from some of these stuff. Uh, disc three shows the stems, but of course that was disc one. But yeah, um, yeah. Um, disc three has uh, includes uh, tracks by the Barracudas, Died Pretty, Green on Red, Chesterfield King, Sponge Tones, The Unclaimed. Um, the Plimsolls, um, Teenage Fan Club, uh, all kinds of fun stuff. But I went with um, the leadoff track of Disc 3, and it's The Unguarded Moment by The Church. Um, we do have a connection um, with one of our episodes, or a couple of our episodes with Donette Thayer, right. uh, who was involved with Steve Kilby from The Church um, at one point. Um, so this this song was written by the leader of the band, Steve Kilby, and his uh, ex-wife. He was married at the time to Michelle Parker, and she co-wrote the song. Um, I have some memories of this track um, in high school when I had the cassette. This comes off their uh, debut full-length album um, of Skins and Heart, and it was the third track on that. And I remember every time I got to that, while I was wearing my uh, Sony Walkman, I'd always rewind and try to find the beginning of this track because I, I couldn't get past the unguarded moment. It's just, it's just a fantastic track. And again, uh, the vocals um, on the chorus and the, the harmonies that are going just really make the song for me. But I read a couple things that I thought were kind of interesting about the song. Um, Steve Kilby said about the song later in their career, the song just doesn't appeal to me. He says about his own song. Um, he says, it doesn't give me any pleasure at all. Maybe it was exciting for people who thought the country was going to be bogged down with the human league and buggles for the decades. <laughs> I was like, what a quote about your own song. I thought that was kind of interesting. And um, also, I read that in, in January of 2018, um, there's this Ozfest 100 that talks about uh, the greatest hits of Australia. Um, the Unguarded Moment ranked uh, number 57 on the greatest hits of Australian band songs. And then lastly, I wanted to mention that uh, Roadrunner magazine said that they ripped the riff off from Ticket to Ride. We both have the Beatles shirt. I don't hear it maybe a little bit, but um, anyways, they went on to say, it doesn't matter. Um, it, what matters is if you steal a riff, what you do with it and what they did with it is great. So. I don't know that I entirely agree that the riff got ripped off, but um, it does have a great guitar riff and great vocals. So um, I won't be rewinding this several times to play this multiple <laughs> times, but we will listen to it once. Here's the unguarded yes. moment by the church. Finding inspiration I knew you'd find me crying Tell those girls with rifles for minds That their jokes don't make me laugh They only make me feel 
knew you'd find me drinking Tell those men with horses for hearts That their jabs don't make me bleed They only make me feel like shrinking In unguarded moments Without a meaning, I knew you'd find me leaving. Tell those friends with cameras for eyes that their hands don't make me hang. the muted guitar that's one song i think that um de definitely uses that effect to to favorably so mm. very cool all right disc four this is you all right disc four look at that yeah all kinds of uh wait i wanted to say something so towards the end of the towards the end of uh unguarded moment there's a short strum that I, I can't replicate it <laughs> but it made me think of a kiss song what oh no now i've got to i've got to go back now <laughs> we'll rewind <laughs> wow. like, it, there was like a note i'm all, wait that sounds familiar because i was trying to listen for ticket <laughs> oh <laughs> and you heard kiss and i heard oh. something else wow you guys, uh, yeah don't come at me because yeah. I don't know nothing from nothing. Jeff, yeah. you and I will talk about it later. But anyway. Awesome. Changing topics. Disc four. Disc four. Filled with beautiful songs. Mm -hmm. Great songs. And I picked this song that in the immortal words of the one and only Michael Curcio, it has got a freak out. This song has got everything out there. It's all put together. I got it. So the song I picked is by a band called called Sundial. They're a British band uh, formed in 1990. Um, and when I think of 1990, this sort of psych doesn't 
jump out at me, but it, it's cool. Anyways, and the song I picked is a song called Plains of Nazca. Okay, so I got it. Well, let's listen to the song and then I'll read this because it's kind of long. Plains of Nazca by Sundial. a lot in that song a lot of musical layers and i think that's what 
I like about it. And I love this line, watch for daylight as your liquid worlds unfold. (laughs) I'm just morphing into it. Um, Okay, so I'm going to, before I read this little, this small piece about this particular song, in doing a deep dive through the internets, there was a Reddit thread about this song. Oh. Where some, and it was on a Pink Floyd Reddit. Okay. All where right. some guy, some the poster said, some serious interstellar overdrive homage influence going on here, methinks. Yeah, I can see that. Definitely. Definitely. I, mean, I, I don't think you can say no. No. Yeah. So it was interesting, though. Yeah. You know, Reddit thread. Yeah, I can definitely hear some early Floyd. <laughs> right. So this was a piece written on um, a blog for jivetimerecords.com. But I thought it was an interesting description of the song. Uh, LP opener, Plains of Nazca, starts in media rest with Anthony Klaus' Vox Continental Organ Drone, then takes off with drummer Dave Morgan's quasi-funky rhythm and golden spangles of electric guitar and a phantom angelic coo in the distance. Gary Ramon's voice is shrouded in a sick phaser effect. Or is it being run through a Leslie speaker? As he intones as if stoned immaculate a few psychedelic scenarios seemingly composed under the influence of Owlsley. Klaus' organ solo is a fairground fantasia of pure spiral-eyed bliss. After clocking this stunning tune, one worries that Sundial may have peaked too early, but no, it gets better. And he goes track by track through this this, uh, album, uh, Other Way Up. So the booklet booklet says that that album, all 1,500 copies sold out in five minutes. Yeah, and uh, the 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 blog poster for this for drive time Records says there are three iterations of that album and he has them all and okay. he says and it's still not enough <laughs> like he he thinks this album is entirely under underrated wow but um sundial hmm. it's sundial a 1990s band from from the uk but um this song to me it it's just those layers because you hear that that organ comes in, you hear that bass and you hear the guitar and you start the drums and it's like layer, 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 layer. And you're like, whoa, it's, it was a really cool, it's a really cool track to find and, and, and enjoy on disc four. Um, Jeff, you and I both know just picking one song from four discs it is not it is unjust what we did because we are leaving behind i swear sundial had stiff competition for my pick from the wonderments and tracy hyde but i gave it to sundial but i mean there are lots of gems on on this children of nuggets collection and once again, the the great Gary Stewart um, really had a great ability to put together collections of songs and introduce people to to bands you may not have known. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Sundial gets your Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> no, so, well, it, 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 yeah, my two picks, I, I, I stand by them. Excellent. They were great picks. Um, I did want to read one last thing that Gary Stewart wrote about Greg Shaw, Please. who is the founder of Bomp. Um, so he's got this great picture of Greg Shaw. And Gary Stewart writes this, um, which I thought was a, a very nice um, tribute to the late Greg Shaw, who passed away in 2004. Right. Uh, Gary Stewart writes, many of the folks who made the records collected here were exposed to and transformed by the Farfisa, Rickenbacker, Vox ethos. Um, because of Gary's combination of journalism, entrepreneurialism, and, and evangelism, some got their first record deals on the Vox label, Greg's post-bomp enterprise. Others found their way through fanzines and Maverick indie labels inspired by the bump label. Sadly, his legacy, talking about Greg Shaw, has been overlooked in part due to his unwillingness to follow trends. His singularity of vision prevented him from reaping both the financial rewards and the prominence that many of his peers attained. He just kept practicing his religion until the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame takes notice that he belongs in the company of the Sam Phillipses, the Ahmets, the Mo Austins, the Jerry Wexlers of the world. This set, along with both previous Nuggets box set, one of which we talked about, several hundred other records and pretty much the entire Garage Rock revival will have to do as a legacy for Greg Shaw. So I thought that was a nice way to close out because uh, a lot of these bands do owe Oh, something to Greg Shaw, many of which we've talked about specifically with the Vox label. So thank you, Gregs, both of those Gregs, um, for what they've done for my music collection, both Greg Shaw and Greg Stewart. So. Gary Stewart. Gary Stewart, sorry. Greg Shaw and Gary Stewart. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think we just leave it with uh, the great Gary Stewart's words. Mi gente, agrubiar. Ruvon pays the people. And it's like ding ding and i'm like that sounds like a kiss song i love that kiss made it to our podcast um <laughs> i'm probably gonna get a lot of soraya you need to clean out your ears no um God, play it but quick we have a couple of minutes okay go back to that um so it's it's towards the end of the song, so go to the midpoint of the church's song. Okay. Let me see. That part. Right? <laughs> Am I off? No, I can hear it. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Problem solved. Just reminded me of a kid's song. I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, probably the beginning of uh, rock and roll all night. Yeah. 
but see, like that's a common riff though. So still, I mean, but still, yeah, connection made. 